Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Today we are talking about how to find the perfect wife. Who does not exist. That's right. And if she did exist, <laughs> she'd be taken by someone more perfect than you. What we're really talking about today is, as a Christian man, how do you get to a place of having an enjoyable marriage, finding a girl that would be a good fit to you? In a world where most girls are probably going to be leaning feminist. Mm -hmm. The main context that we're working from here is that most girls, Christian girls, who are sincere and love the Lord, and Christian guys who are sincere and love the Lord, are going to be raised in a feminist mindset and a libertarian mindset. The libertarian mindset is, I am my own individual, I'm not responsible for anyone else. I shouldn't put demands on anyone else. I'm just going to go live my own life and be happy. And as long as everyone else lives their life and be happy, then everyone should be happy. That's the libertarian dream of everyone else should act how I think they should act. I shouldn't have to tell them or put rules or put standards or put expectations out or put demands out because we should all just be self-responsible. It all comes down to do you believe people are sinful or not? inherently you know do you believe there is original sin and the libertarian uh, the liberal the whole liberal worldview or religion believes that people are basically good people are basically going to do the right thing if you give them the chance if you give them the opportunity people will do the right thing that's not the christian worldview and so that's what we're trying to get back to is the christian worldview of okay we've been raised in a liberal world a liberal worldview and that affects our marriage, it affects our family, it affects our work, it affects our happiness. How do we get back to living in a Christian worldview? So what we're talking about today as far as dating and marriage is that most ladies have been told their whole life that they don't need a man, they don't need male authority in their life, they are the authority in their life. They should be ambitious, they should be disagreeable as far as what their standards are and what they expect. And men should be servant leaders. Men should serve and be agreeable and they should bow down, bow down and feet. follow. Yeah, they should follow ladies' expectations and mission and purpose. And the reason that there's so much disconnect and why there are so many single Christian guys who are really sincere and want to get married but they can't find anyone, why there's so many single and sincere Christian girls and they want to get married but they can't find anyone, the disconnect is at this point. The disconnect is you get these young guys who are wanting to be Christian but they're still operating out of a libertarian worldview. And you've got these young ladies who want to be a traditional wife, but they're still operating out of a feminist worldview. And so the disconnect comes is when they meet each other, the guy's like, well, I just don't know if she's the perfect wife. I don't know if she's going to be submissive. I don't know if she's going to be agreeable, agreeable and have traditional values. And I think for the girls, it's, is he spiritual enough? Is he doing enough Christian stuff? And looking back on my life, I was always waiting for the perfect girl who would be aligned with my mission and would do what I want to do without me saying or asking. Yeah. And, th you know, those two things, it's wishful thinking. So what we really want to get at today is for guys, number one, being more disagreeable. There's going to be a lot of... Confusion with that. There's going to be a lot of offense, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so the way so I... So explain what you mean with yeah. that. <laughs> and so the way I would, would ask you to look at this is if some guy was telling Christian girls to be more disagreeable, to be more ambitious, to tell people what they want, to say no to people, people would be like, oh yeah, more power to them, of course, go girls. But the moment someone tells men that, there's a lot of offense that rises up in the liberal religion of men cannot be in power, men cannot be in control. It's not good for a man to be a ruler. 
And they make it sound like it's dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. if a man disagrees, or if he says no, then it's dangerous, or it's abusive. It's abuse. Yeah. Exactly that. It's tyranny and abuse. Mm-hmm. And so, we have, to, we have to say, well, which religion are we serving? We're devout Christians, and so we want to operate how God created us to operate, and that is for the man to rule. A patriarch is a father ruler who rules his family well. It's his gift to give. It's where the deception of servant ruler takes so much ground is because everyone understands that men are meant to be sacrificial. We are meant to take responsibility. But at the same time, with that responsibility, there, you know, with the badge comes a gun. So you can't just tell a policeman, oh, go wear a badge, go and serve. Well, he also has a gun and he has the power to say, no, you won't do that and I will restrain you from doing that. And it's for the betterment mm-hmm. of the whole society that that police officer has that, mm-hmm. or that the man of the family has the authority. It's the betterment for the wife and children. It's yeah. not to the... Abuse. Abuse, and, yeah, the mm-hmm. straw man. So many Christian guys, we've been taught to be the nice guy, the agreeable guy. Well, what do you want to do? Well, whatever you choose, I'll be fine with it. I'll, I'll be flexible. I'll cater to whatever else everyone else is doing. Men have been trained to fear rejection, to fear upset woman, to fear anyone who has hysteria and a tantrum. And if, if they can just make enough noise, like, oh, please don't, I'll do anything. Just don't do a tantrum or don't be upset with me. Rejection is not a masculine fear. Rejection is a huge feminine fear. Yeah. And because we've grown up very feminine. Well, that's our whole culture. Yeah. If someone whines or cries loud enough, then they'll get their way. Mm-hmm. And then you bring that into the space of marriage and it's often because we as women have not been trained to be told no (laughs) that once our spouse says no I had to learn that when we got married that to respect your no and even the simple things of no I don't want to do that as girls we are raised in a world to expect people to say yes to us and If our husband says no, it's for our best interest. It's not because you're malicious. Mm -hmm. It's just, no, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. So then how do you bring that into dating? So Mm -hmm. like, how would a a Christian guy practice that and see how a girl responds? Because that, I think, is how he would determine, is this the perfect wife? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to be unafraid as men to say what we want unafraid to say no, unafraid to say here's what we're doing or here's what I want to do or here's how we should behave. That carries a risk of upsetting someone else. Mm -hmm. It also carries a risk of being rejected or cut off from someone else. And so that's the fear that often has to be weighed of like, I don't know if I can tell her what I really think. I don't know if I can tell her no or here's what I'd really like to do because then she might reject me or Mm -hmm. get upset. And so we have to break out of that. You're going to end up very frustrated and resentful because you are putting on her the leadership of we do whatever she wants. And that's where the happy wife, happy life comes in, or I've got to check with my better half, or as long as my wife says it's okay. That's all very agreeable where the woman is in control. She's the head of the family. It's out of order. And so in the dating time, what we're trying to find out is, does this girl align with my values? Will she be respectful to me and be a good helpmeet on what I'm trying to achieve? This is what I want to achieve in my life. Here's how we're going to go about it, at least from what I can understand of where what I can see right now. Here's how we're going to go about it. Here's what I'm trying to do. And there's going to be, you know, over a couple weeks or months, you can go and see many situations in life. You can go to dinner with families. You can be at church. You can go to social events. 
And it's very good to talk about, I didn't like how that thing happened. I didn't like how that family did that thing. I didn't like when that preacher said this thing, here's what I think. Or I loved what that guy said, I've been thinking the same thing. And so you're putting your frame, you're putting your direction into the relationship. And then the girl can choose because before everyone says, well, this is abusive and tyrannical. The girl can then choose, wow, I really like this guy. He knows where he's going. He's clear with what he stands. I can't control him by my emotions or being upset or manipulating him, passive aggressive. So she can then choose, yes, I want to be with him for the rest of my life. Or no, I want to be in control. I'm going to fight him over it or leave. Yeah. And I think what you did for us when we were dating, because I think that's what this is about Mm -hmm. in dating is you're setting expectations. One of the things is our dating timeline. You said, Mm -hmm. my intention of dating you is with the end goal of marriage. I'm not dating you just to date you. So there is an end goal. And at any point... You think that we and need you more could have, time. You could have rejected me at that point. I'm like, right. oh my gosh, this guy wants to marry me off the bat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is I, You then were like, this is my expectations. Yeah. So then I had the choice to then respond yeah. of, do I like this expectation or do I not like this expectation? And then we processed all of that yeah. together. And then even down to like simple things we watched when we were dating Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> and you had never seen it before. And after we watched it, <laughs> you were like... I didn't like that movie. And I was like, what? This is such a great movie. And you explained to me what you didn't like about it. And that was being disagreeable because I was like, how could you not like this movie? But you were being honest. And really in our marriage, we don't watch movies. And I don't really watch a whole lot of movies anymore. Sometimes I'll watch a great American family movie or we'll watch movies that we know we will like together, like Top Gun. But movies just aren't a big part of our life. And so I think I understood that. Whereas if I had been a diehard movie fan, movies were my life. I went to the movie theater every weekend. And then all of a sudden I find out you're not a movie person. You actually don't like movies. That would have been a... Your choice would have been, do you want to be married to me more than you want to go see movies? Yeah, but those are things where it's best while you're dating to actually be honest and saying what you like and what you don't like. Then the girl can decide if she likes that or not. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just agreeable, then she's not really figuring out Well, then who it's you the opposite. Are. I start conforming my life to your likes and your wants and make sure you're happy. And then you just get more and more and more anxious because you're now the leader. And then I have to get more and more and more reading your mind and keeping you happy. That's where I don't think that's actually sustainable. You do see a lot of trapped marriages like that of like, well, they're Christian, so they're not going to get divorced. True. But there's the the desperation there. Where you see the guys suppressed Mm -hmm. because he hasn't been able to be honest. Well, because he's following her mission and her expectations and he can't have his own mission and expectations. True. So all of that to, to say of being disagreeable is to set out your frame, your mission, your expectations, and then see how she reacts to that. And so, you know, in my dating life, I was too afraid to do that. And so, yeah, you end up dating for long periods, trying to see if she'll secretly mind read what I want. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. You're both frustrated. So then you're delaying longer. You're delaying. Yeah. Whereas I think for, for us, like, praise God, we did like on the table, here's where, where I'd like to go, here's what we're doing. Right at the beginning. And you're like, yep, that's fine. And we've grown, we've changed, like what we thought we would be doing to what we're doing now, it's changed, but you've always had that desire to come along with me on my journey. Yeah, and I would, an example of that would be when we, those four days where we talked about everything, we talked about how we wanted to be missionaries, mm-hmm. and we talked about 
uh, traveling back and forth between America and South Africa and that we wanted to be involved in missions in South Africa in some way. When we went back to South Africa in 2018, we went back to the mission base where we met and we went there with the intention of figuring out, is this where we want to be? Yeah. And you were an immediate no. Mm-hmm. And at first that was upsetting to me because just because the idea was in my mind. When we were there, I didn't have peace about being there either long term. It was definitely a shift of, wow, we're not supposed to be here. But I think because we had communicated that this is what we were going to be doing, it's like, well, if we're not doing this, what are we going to be doing? And so I had to wrestle with this change of plans. It's, again, something that we talked about. This is obviously not it, but you were very firm of, we're not supposed to be here. Because yeah. a lot of times as well, it can be more comfortable to do the thing that is not right, but at least you know what it is. Yeah. Than to, no, we're not supposed to do this, but I don't know what's next, but we're going to sit in that discomfort. Yes. And trust the Lord mm-hmm. will direct our steps, yeah. which is where we were in that moment. Yeah. And that's where I was like, oh no, like we we're not going to doing what we thought we yeah. were going to do. So this is our second point for young guys is don't fold when people get upset, not just the woman in your life, but everyone around you can get upset. The world can throw a tantrum, chaos. Don't fold bad circumstances. You know, if you've got a mission and a vision and it doesn't look like you're getting there and everything's against you, don't fold. Don't give up hope, right? That's David in the desert. It's Joseph in prison. They had a vision from the Lord. They knew that the Lord is going to do something with my life. Here's what I think it is. And all these circumstances are against me. I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to give in because this is the thing that I want to go do. This is my frame. This is my direction. David had a moment in the desert where all his guys were turning on him and wanted to kill him. And he's like, no, sorry, chaps. I'm not giving in to your pity party or your disappointment or your rejection of me. This is what the Lord has said to do. This is where we're going. And that's a very hard thing to learn when so many of us have grown up in a passive aggressive environment. That's everything. Media, education, institutions are all run in a very passive aggressive way. Rejection is the big stick. Acceptance is the big carrot. Mm -hmm. And so when those things are pulled, levers are pulled against you, they're very powerful because we've been trained to respond to them. And so as men, we have to understand that rejection is not going to kill us. In fact, rejection might even promote you. David was promoted by being rejected. Joseph was promoted by being rejected. And so you have to You have to get to this point of, as a man, I'm going to set myself as a rock and let upsetness and emotions and passive aggressiveness wash over me. I'm not going to change my course. And and that's a continual learning thing. I didn't just, oh, yeah, I'm perfect at this. It's taken us years of me learning to be masculine, Kelly learning to be feminine Mm -hmm. and get out of the libertarian feminist androgynous worldview. Yeah. Jack Donovan wrote a book called The Way of Men. Not a Christian dude, total pagan. But there were some really good patterns in it that he sets out of how men size each other up in a hierarchy. It's strength versus weakness, courage versus cowardice, and mastery versus incompetence. And so that's how men gain status in a hierarchy. And women are by nature attracted. So just like men are attracted to beautiful women, women are attracted to high status men. And so as a man, you want to increase your status. You want to increase your strength. You want to increase your courage and you want to increase your mastery or your competence at your mission, at the things that you think are important. You know, there's a proverb that says a man's gift makes room for him, 
and brings him before great men. That's talking about a hierarchy at your gift, your talent, your thing that you really want to achieve in life or the problem you want to solve. You want to go and give that gift and be respected by the people that you uh, care about. You want people to be like, wow, that guy's really competent. Wow, that guy's really brave. When people say that about you, you feel good. You feel great. And so as a guy, you want to max out those things toward your mission, which are the complement to what we've been talking about with ladies of their three virtues, which is beauty, helpfulness, Cheerfulness. and cheerfulness. And so to have a very beautiful and helpful and cheerful wife, you want to make yourself the strongest, bravest, most competent guy that you can be. And then there comes a lot of insecurity or a lot of comparison. Again, I always use this example of Dave Ramsey, but it's like if you think that you're called to be a financial advisor and you look at Dave Ramsey and you're like, you fold because I can never be as big as Dave Ramsey. I can never be as strong, courageous, or masterful as Dave Ramsey. Well, he's already doing it. He's already doing it. He's cornered the market. That's a wrong way of looking at the gift that God has given you. If you're a one talent guy or a 10 talent guy, it doesn't matter. You've got to go give your gift. So if you have a desire to be a financial advisor, if you have a desire to be a mechanic, if you have a desire to be a chef, a pastor, a name your random thing that you're really passionate about or skillful at or talented with, go and do it as unto the Lord. Build strength at it, build mastery, build courage at it. Don't give in to comparison. That's the same as folding to your circumstances. With guys finding the perfect wife, would you say first it's like you need to be on mission? Often you're so frustrated with your mission because either you don't have a lot of success at it yet, you don't really know how to do it yet, you, you, you're really struggling for mission. And so a lot of guys will turn to girls as their mission. And you'll, oh, I, I throw my whole life at chasing a girl and being there for her and being her servant leader and being her white help knight, <laughs> you know, being, her, being a help me to, to a girl, right? That's a replacement for a mission. Then you're going to discover that you don't want to be a guy's mission. You want to help a guy on a mission. Yeah. You know, so for a guy, girls are not your mission. Your mission is your mission. And a girl will be attracted to you in how you, you go about your mission. For most guys, it would actually benefit you to build some momentum at your mission, to build some status at your mission. And then you can look around and see all the girls who are attracted to you because more girls will be attracted to you. Mm, yeah, and then you can be like, okay, who of these girls would be most suited to where I'm going, how I'm trying to do things? It's a lot easier with momentum. And I think that's what's important for us with making all of these videos. It's not just videos on how to find a girlfriend or how to date. Our goal is to, for you to have a joyful marriage. Yeah. And I think a lot of times dating advice, it's just temporal, like... Does she fit all your values? But then you get married, and then then what? When things... And the problem is a lot of people, because they're egalitarian in their outlook, they don't understand that girls will shape their values to their husbands. Yes. And so they're like, well, she doesn't have the same values. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily the, the main issue. The main issue is the value of, will she submit and follow... Yeah. And is he communicating his mm -hmm. values? That way she knows where he's at. And that's it. I think if you can take out that goal of a perfect wife and rather have a goal of an enjoyable marriage. So that whole thing of happy wife, happy life, I think you could actually change it and be like enjoyable wife, enjoyable life. There's a way of understanding that it's not going to be enjoyable if she's out of her role and I'm out of my role. 
it's not going to be enjoyable if she's trying to be the leader and trying to be the disagreeable one, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to be the servant and trying to be the agreeable one. To enjoy the ride, you've got to ride it the way that the designer made it to be ridden. <laughs> yeah. And so always go back to that polarity of a man is called to have a mission, have a purpose, go work, lead, say no, set the frame, be a rock when the world is upset with you. And then for the lady, that gives you a lot of security and confidence yeah. in being a help me to that man. It's for the best interest of the whole family. It's not saying no and being disagreeable just for the sake of being disagreeable. It's being the head. I mean, a, a leader has to make tough decisions. Yeah. And it's that weight saying, falls on... It's saying no to a child who wants candy all the time. To the child, candy is the best thing in the world. Why would you stop me from having candy? You're an abusive tyrant. Whereas for the parent, it's like, no, it's going to blow your teeth out, blow your liver out. We're going to have big problems. Yeah, you're going to have big problems down the road. And so in this world, in this culture, there's there's a ton of things that men have to say no to. You know, I mean, just for instance, like we've been talking a lot about social media. We've been talking a lot about news sources. Yeah. Because they're not good. They're candy for our spirit, for our life, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And that, uh, again, a practical example of that is that one Matt Walsh video that popped up on my YouTube and I started watching it. It was not a positive vision. It was not something I would ever click on, but it was a clickbait title. Curiosity got the best of me. I watched it and I was like, do you want to watch this with me? And you said no. <laughs> and when you said no, I'm like, that's so true. Why am I watching this? We don't watch this stuff. This is not benefiting our household in any way, shape or form. If anything, it gets me anxious and worked up. So to wrap this all up and go back to our <laughs> the point of this video of, of dating and finding the perfect wife, young men, respect yourself enough to say no. You've got to respect your own no because we've got to tell ourselves no for certain things in our life. And if you can't respect your own no, no one else will respect your no. It is going to be very uncomfortable in this culture where men are not allowed to say no. Men are not allowed to rule uh, or wield power for the good of their families. And so we're saying no to that. We're saying we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it God's way. And it's for our good. Hopefully this makes sense. We'll follow up all the straw men that come from this. And <laughs> God bless you guys. Praise God. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with kelly k-e-l-l-i dot c-o we have organic rooibos that we bring in from scott's home country of south africa it is a delicious no caffeine tea loose leaf it is so good iced or warm and i also have some vintage home goods in the shop and i make some hand bound journals which are also available we hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family